0: All right, so we are here talking with Georgia. Um, Georgia actually just spoke at our Brave conference a couple of weeks ago. And in all of this, I had been like just, you know, watching you and I met you kind of briefly here and there and needed to take over for us, but I had never really heard your testimony and how you had come to know the Lord and I loved it. So we're actually going to start there. But first, um, Georgia, just tell us a little bit where you're from, what school you're going to, um, what sport you you play and um, yeah, anything of interest. What's your favorite food? <laughs> Let's start with food. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yes,
1: my name is Georgia. I'm from Ithaca, New York, um, and I'm now attending Roberts Wesleyan University to play um, basketball here. Um, I got a, um my bachelor's degree in marketing, and now I'm pursuing my uh, master's degree in strategic leadership. And my favorite food, probably like shrimp or something.
0: Oh, all right, all right, shrimp. Yeah. We can, we can, we can agree on that. <laughs> so, so, Georgia, I love um when you and correct me. You can always correct me if I'm wrong. When you came to college, you were not a believer. You were not following Jesus. So. Right. Why did you decide to go to Roberts Westland? Like what drew you you to that, which is considered a Christian college, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So obviously I think my main motivation for like getting through school was basketball, being able to continue playing the sport I loved and like just continuing to be able to be in that atmosphere. Um, So during the recruiting process, um, I got some interest from a couple of schools around here and I decided to take a visit to Roberts. And I remember it just being like a very, I felt like it was a very genuine place, a, a harm, like a warm heartfelt place that people really actually wanted to help you. Like it was very welcoming. And so um, comparing it to the different schools that I went to, I noticed it was a lot different. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know why, right? That faith aspect was there, but I didn't really understand it. So I think that probably contributed to it, but um it just felt like it was the right decision like I didn't have to think about it long it was just like that's the right school for me to go to so
0: I love that and so you you go there you make the decision to attend um but it was truly just about basketball and education so what what started to change in that what kind of I don't know led up to the fact that you you're now a very outspoken believer um and and uh, rock solid in your faith so what led to what changed in all of that what happened once you got to school um, so I think it was just a combination
1: of different things being put into the environment where people did have a faith being exposed to different things of like prayer and such. Um, we always do like team prayers too. Like it was just a lot of different exposures and meeting a lot of different people who kind of had different beliefs in me. Um, and like I shared um, earlier, like I went into my new Testament class um, second semester of my freshman year because they required to take them. And I had this um, activity that the professor asked us to do where He was just saying like, hey, write a nice note to somebody in the class, whoever you want it to be, it doesn't matter. And my first thought was like, okay, I'm going to pick somebody I know, like write a simple note, like make it easy on myself. And this girl who I never talked to in my life um, gave me this note and she was basically like, hey, like, mind the way you show up to class every single day, um, even though you don't have the same beliefs, but I pray that like you would be able to encounter Jesus, that you would be able to have that relationship for yourself. And at the time, I didn't really understand all of what she was talking about. But um, it was a few months later that I kind of went and hit rock bottom. Um, just kind of felt kind of worthless in where I was at, and felt like there wasn't a lot I was like living for. What was the purpose? Um, and I kind of thought back to that post and of like, okay, like, like let me really think about like what this girl was getting at. And luckily, I started watching sermons online because that's I wasn't comfortable enough to go to church yet. So. Um, that's how I ultimately ended up giving my life to Christ over watching a YouTube video. So that that's was pretty wild.
0: cool. <laughs> that's yeah. wild. I love that. And I think it's so cool that like one thing led to another, like that girl who had no idea, like that her post-it note would start like kind of getting your mind headed in that direction. And then you, you sought it out. So what was, I, I like that you touched on that. You were t- not like that you had to feel this way, but that you felt worthless. Cause I feel like a lot of us go through these places and times where we feel very unseen not worth anything, not purposeful. What was going on at that time to make you feel that way? Because you're there on a basketball scholarship, so I feel like you're, you you got to be pretty talented. You're yeah. you're going into leadership, like you're well spoken. So, what about you? That was kind of not feeling so great.
1: Um, so I think I mean, what speaks volumes is like when I was growing up as a kid, I was a very anxious child. Um, I really was very reserved. I didn't talk to a lot of people, and all the way throughout high school, I really didn't. Really communicate with a lot of people. I didn't have a lot of friends. Like, I would literally define myself as a a true loner. Like, I really just stuck to myself, didn't go to events. And so, I think going into college, like, it was a different atmosphere for me. Like, I kind of repeated that same cycle until my second semester started, where I started meeting new people, kind of getting introduced to different things. And I actually got into like my first kind of relationship with this guy, and it ended up ending like when summer came and so I felt like it was the first person who really like showed interest or like cared for me Mm -hmm. and I was like oh like maybe people do actually care about me maybe people like actually you know do see me and what I bring to the table type of thing and so I felt like when that ended it kind of brought me back to this space of like oh this is why I always stuck to myself like you know, people don't really appreciate me. Like it's better for me to just kind of stay to myself and not engage in those things because it's just going to hurt me. It's just going to like show me how flawed I truly am. And so I think at that point is why I just felt so like, just, I don't know, just rejected and um, just not feeling like I was loved and appreciated.
0: So Mm, that's real. So you go on this, this digital search of trying to figure out faith in Jesus. What what was it about that sermon? What clicked for you? Like, you're you're kind of feeling rejected. You're feeling, so why, why did Jesus translate for you as someone who loves you and created you and made you yeah. the way you are and maybe kind of poked holes in the loner theory?
1: Yeah, I think for a long time, I struggled with a lot of uh, just people pleasing or thinking I have to, like, earn people's love it's like, I always had to like go the extra mile for them to even like look my direction or be like show any type of appreciation. So I think when I learned about who God truly was, that he's willing to love me, even though I've already messed up and done all of these different things and that he sees me differently than the world sees me. And like, I don't have to earn his love. Like, it's just always there. It's always unconditionally there. And I thought it was just such a New like concept to me, but it like it felt right. It was like, oh, like this makes sense. Like, okay, I'm loved. Like, I don't have to worry about these outside perceptions as much.
0: Yeah. So, how has that changed? How has that changed how you view life? Like, what and when you look back, you've had you've had some time. You know, you weren't like seven when you came to know Jesus. So, like, how has that changed how you view others? Has it changed how you like? I mean, I I do love my alone time. So there's part of that. But I'm, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, But how has that changed? Even maybe like the whole I'm a loner thing. Like, has it changed your perception of all that?
1: Um, I think it definitely has. I think um, when I was like to myself, I think I viewed the world more negatively. Uh, But God's kind of showed me, opened my eyes to like the beauty that does surround me and what kind of goodness can come from connecting with different people right i I, before i wasn't able to really see like god's giftings upon people but now i feel like i can see where god is moving through different people and even though we're different like together we can do so much and so being able to kind of engage with those people i'm able to see god's love greater because i'm able to see it in a lot of different avenues and just various ways so i think it's definitely changed my eyes on just how i view people in general
0: yeah, so true as, as it should, right? Um. So, what are some things like you're you're a collegiate female athlete? What are some challenges, um, even or some awesome things that you maybe both um, coming from the high school level going into college? What were some things that you felt prepared for, or maybe some things that you weren't so prepared for competing at the college level? Um. Honestly, when I came in, I had no
1: idea what to expect. To be honest, <laughs> I feel like I actually was expecting it to be a lot a lot more. I feel like I set the bar really high. I was like, oh, I'm going to come in here. Like, I'm going to suck compared to all of these people. And I think, like, after some time, like, you finally, like, calm down. You're like, okay, like, I can relax. Like, this is going to be fine. Like, as long as you put the time in, the effort in, like, everything's going to kind of, like, play itself out. Um, But I think something that, like, even to this day, I feel like I struggle with is, like, not finding identity in my sport. Of, like, not basing my worth based on my performance. Like, I have to catch myself some days of, like, someone will ask me how my day went and like it's really based on like did I have a good practice or did I have a bad practice or like I always feel like too like during games I have to catch myself too of like um, not worrying about what people are thinking if I make a mistake on the court like they're gonna like you anyway like they're not gonna hate you because you, you, you messed up you know like just not basing who I am as a person based on what I can do on the court, is definitely something I've struggled with for a while.
0: Yeah, I think I think a lot. And I think basketball, too. And I'll say this, just that's hard because there's only, like, 10 players in this little court. Everybody's on top of you in the bleachers. Like, I can feel where that, like, whereas, I don't know, sometimes in the open field, like soccer, you can kind of get lost in amongst 22 players. And um, I totally could feel that for you. So do you... Um, what are some things that, you know, what are some truths that you speak to yourself to kind of combat that? Like, hey, if I screw up, they're going to be really annoyed with me or whatever. What are some truths that you know that you, you know, maybe you your time of quiet, like, that's that wasn't right. I shouldn't think that way. Like, what are some things that you say to yourself?
1: Um, Well, I think one of the main ones is I always tell myself, like, it's not about me at the end of the day. Like, this is like a, like, obviously, it's a collective um effort, like, that we're trying to do. So, like, me messing up, like it's not the end of the world but also being able to like pinpoint back to like how God views me right like I can't be concerned with all these perceptions like it's too much to handle it's too much of a weight to carry so just knowing that like if I give it to God and I surrender to him like he's gonna figure it out anyway so like it's not something that I have to be so overly consumed by
0: yeah Do you feel like your influence through sports has, has even changed a little bit? Like you're, you're one of the older teammates now. Like when you look at the freshmen and and sophomores, how do you, how do you view your position on the team now? I'm always trying to
1: just be a better servant leader for like, just trying to figure out how I can better just approach the game in general Um, and just trying to overlap a lot of the things that we read about in scripture like not being quick to be angry or like just making sure that the way I react to certain situations like the way I come back from making a mistake like how am I perceiving myself like how am I forecasting myself to other people to make sure that I'm leading by example to make sure like you know we're kind of leading that next group of people to
0: to be as great as they they can be Mm. I love that I don't think that that's always the Culture that a lot of freshmen girls walk into, especially among female athletes, I think that sometimes it can be very hard, and not even toxic is the right word, but it's it's a hard thing. And I think that that's a beautiful thing to come in where you've got your older teammates wanting to see you succeed instead of being like, "Here's this freshman coming on." (laughs) That can be tough. I've I've walked through some of that with some girls, and that is that is a really hard thing to walk through. So I love that that you're there. So. You go from um, a self-proclaimed loner to leader. There's your there's your like next book title, loner to leader, <laughs> and influence. Look at that. So when that happens, not to give you the credit, <laughs> it's on the recording. Uh, <laughs> no, but like I, I love that this is kind of how he's he's worked with you and someone who maybe didn't look like, converse with a lot of people. You've actually used sports and social media as a platform to give him glory. Um, so talk a little bit about your, your Instagram and social media, because I feel like that's really taken off. Um, I don't know if that was your intention or you're just like, Hey, I'm here to share. Do you like it or not? Um, that's a public, that's pretty public. Um, what, what gave you that idea and what led to that? um i think growing weirdly growing up as a
1: kid like i always was the kid who kind of like pretended to make youtube videos like i always just talk to myself or like be like oh this is what i'm doing today um so but i had given that up for a while but it was always like an interest of mine i feel like god like like i always wanted to be able to help people but i never had like that certain like that spark of like this is what it was and so um when I did get my faith it was it was shortly after I felt like this this pull like I felt like I was like hey like you know you always wanted to help people impact people like now you got the gospel now you got the good news that you can really share with people and so at first it was like oh I'm not ready for this like (laughs) you know I was like I'm still struggling at the time with like what people will will say about me? How are they going to judge me? Are the people going to reject me? And it was just a battle in my mind of like, oh, well, God's calling me, but I also don't feel like I'm adequate for this. Like, you know, so I was kind of like struggling with that. Um, But I ultimately knew like, it's what I wanted to share because it was what I loved. It was what helped me. And if I could just share like what helped me and just help one person, like it would be all worth it. Like I never imagined to even get as far as I have, like, God has put his hand all over that because I really didn't think it, people would really pay attention to what I had to say. So,
0: yeah, I think I was I went on. I I love listening to you. You do a great job of just very concise communication and getting the word out there. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, like you're getting I'm, I'm sure there's probably negative stuff, but a lot of encouragement and positive, you know, just like the shares. And I know social media isn't everything, but it is something in our in our world. And the fact that no, just what you, you have on your heart is being shared and it's so good and I think it's so relevant to anybody that like logs on there and and sees that so during your own kind of I, I believe what you share outwardly is probably part of what you're doing privately so what is what is a private time with the Lord look like for you
1: and um so every day in the morning I really like to just spend my time in worship because I feel like it's a time where I kind of just need to start the day off right of like Let's not like indulge in like too much of other stuff and getting my mind already preoccupied. So I would definitely say like time of worship and just like just listening to music for a little bit, Um, obviously just praying. And I think throughout my day, I try to always like just keep him on my mind, like especially before practice, we always pray as well. But I think during the nighttime is really where God does a lot of his work. It's like when I have that time to escape from the rest of the day and be like, okay, what did God really teach me today? Like, I try to really look at it and be like, okay, I took this away. Um, And obviously, like, reading through scripture, like, can I apply anything to what I'm going through right now? But certainly, like, my Instagram is definitely stuff that, you know, God is trying to work on me with. And I'm, you know, I want to be able to be vulnerable enough to be like, um, like, I'm struggling with this stuff, too. It's not like I'm giving you um, this book of, like, everything i figured out. Like, this is a walk we're going to take together. And um, there's going to be, you know, a lot of love and grace, like, given both ways to everybody, so.
0: Yeah, and I think the the authenticity and transparency is what's probably resonating with people who click on it, and, you know, it is God's hand on that. He's allowed you to have that avenue, and I, I pray it keeps growing. I mean, just in that way that you're ministering in such a space, and also, I mean, not to kind of ironic you got saved because of digital content <laughs> like yeah you're well. like what a great thing it's like you're kind of like the the next generation of discipling through digital creation so there's that there is a beauty in having the technology though it can be malicious sometimes i think there's also a great chance to to spread the gospel and you're a part of that. which so that's awesome so um One final question is we always ask people what brave means to them and that can be anything and everything and whatever kind of just pops into your mind first. That's why I don't prepare you very well. Um, And just (laughs) in all things, obviously brave for us um, when we defined it through FCA was bold, redeemed, anointed, victorious, and eternal, because that's how God sees us. But it can be those little moments. um, I mean, I do think you're brave just for going out there and doing what you do. But what does brave mean to you when you hear that word?
1: I would say brave is just having the courage to kind of be vulnerable with others, being able to kind of share these battles that we go through. Because I think for me, a long time, like for a long time, the enemy had me bound because I wasn't willing to share with others what I was going through. But once I did, and I realized other people struggle with this too, I realized that I'm not alone in this, and like I have the strength to overcome it. And through God, I can conquer it and overcome. So I think it's just about yeah, being being brave enough to to reach out and. Just tell it how it is. What am yeah. I like how do you struggle with?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. And I think you even said it too. It's like the enemy has this believing man. And you but when you when you go against him and you break through, it's like, oh, this is why, because you're so it's so powerful. Community is so powerful and sharing sharing Jesus is so powerful. So um, thank you for sharing with us today and just being a part of our our content. And uh, when, you know, Loner to Leader becomes a New York Times bestseller, just I want a signed copy.
1: (laughs) You know, I definitely will. (laughs)
0: Uh, All right, Georgia, thank you so much for being with us. I appreciate it. Of course. It was a great honor. Thank you. Yeah.